Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Carry Juice. I am your host, Monte Lee. Um, thank you for taking the time to listen to this content that I've been putting out. Get my iPad ready. And then we're going to get into it. Before we get started, I have a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, if you're watching this video on YouTube, go ahead and drop a like on the video, subscribe, share it with your friends. Anything that you can do to help out the program will really help out. Um, and with that being said, we're going to get into it. Okay. Um, so the first thing I wanted to get into with this episode, I wanted to talk about something that I think we all shared during the pandemic. During the pandemic, you might have saw a program called Tiger King. If you haven't, then you were sitting under a rock. Tiger King, what, what's that about? It's about some very interesting, peculiar characters who got into the tiger industry um, and a lot of the nefarious things that happened as a result of that. So there was a recent article that came out regarding Carol Baskin and her missing husband. So Carol Baskin allegedly was involved in the killing of her late husband, Don Lewis. And the article that I recently saw is entitled, and this is courtesy of TMZ, famed attorney investigating Carol Baskin's missing first husband, Don Lewis. So this was published on May 15th. According to the article, a former prosecutor and super lawyer who reps celebs like Jay-Z and Mick Jagger now have a new client. The family of Carol Baskin's first husband who wants him to crack the case. So according to sources, Alex Spiro. Or is it Spiro? Alex Spiro has been retained by the family of Don Lewis to investigate his disappearance back in 1997. So if you watch the Tiger King um, shows, there is a lot of evidence and a lot of speculation involving this woman and her involvement in the disappearance of her husband. There's a lot of clues. I mean, I'm not a um, detective by any means, but it's, allegedly easy to say that there was some foul play involved in this incident. So the article goes on to say that Spiro's goal is to get to the bottom of the Lewis mystery before Tiger King two drops. And yes, you heard it here. There is going to be a Tiger King two. I think we all knew it after we saw the original one, like goodness gracious, that was some entertainment. Uh, I was just blown away by that world 
first of all, the people who are working in these zoos, I guess you can call it, but uh, these tiger camps that Tiger King and Carol Baskin had, more importantly, Tiger Kings, um, losing limbs, losing fingers and still working. I mean, that's some dedication. I mean, there's people that won't go and take a job during the pandemic for that unemployment. He must have had a great work uh, compensation plan or environment or culture to have people losing arms, limbs and fingers and still checking in to work. I think one in the Tiger King, one of the girls lost her hand or something and she was like, yep, as soon as they patched me up, I went right back. I mean, geez. I mean, you couldn't be liking those spoiled uh, spam sandwiches that much. Goodness. Because if you haven't seen the show, he was getting like leftover meat from grocery stores and Walmarts and supermarkets and stuff because he was running out of money and he was feeding his tigers with that uh, money. And then we come to find out later he was feeding some of his employees with it, too. Had to do it twice. So, wow. Um, very entertaining, entertaining show. There's going to be a part two. I thought that was noteworthy and something that's worth bringing up. Um, and I wonder what they're going to be covering in number two. Like, what else is there to say about this situation? Are they going to cover Tiger King's um, situation with what's going on with his appeal or whatnot? I'm so, um, yeah, that, that's something that's interesting to think about and to think about, like, how they're going to move forward with that. Because I, I kind of feel like that that chapter was closed, at least I thought. Take a sip of my beverage. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit laid back. So um, I've been doing this since February and I'm starting to figure out, I feel, um, come to grips with what my voice is going to be and what I really want to do. And uh, I'm open to feedback, but I think I'm starting to find my niche and I am not afraid to, you know, fail. I'm not afraid to not have the perfect thing to say all the time. I'm not pretending like I know everything because I know I don't. But I will say that I am willing to fail and I'm willing to, you know, not have all the answers because I think that's a part of growing and becoming, you know, a better person. I'm, I'm with my purpose right now. I enjoy shooting the crap and just talking about things that I find interesting. And I am going to wrap in value with that. So that's something that I thought was fun. So I just wanted to talk about it. And also, have you guys heard the new J. Cole album? If you haven't, you need to get up on that. Um, J. Cole has been one of my favorite 
artist since his mixtape, The Warm Up. Um, his most recent projects have been so-so, I can honestly say, um, because he is he's a very, how do you put it, conscious rapper, and not in a corny, cheesy kind of way, but he uh, really tailors his message, and he's not like everybody else. But that harms him in a way, because sometimes... People don't get um, the full breadth of his greatness because they focus on just his level of consciousness and how he is trying to have a deeper meaning behind all of his songs. And some people say it sounds like elevator music. Well, I will say that th this is not one of those projects. I think the new album is like 12 tracks long, so it's not too long. Uh, part of the reason why I like uh, the new album, The Off Season, is because it doesn't have any filler in it. It's one of those uh, albums that you could just plug, play, and listen to. And uh, a cool fun fact that I saw uh, about J. Cole, actually, he's going to be playing in a pro basketball league. So according to ESPN here, J. Cole made his pro hoops debut in the Africa League. Um, the actual name of the league. Let's see if I find it here. That's not the right article. What's going on? Here we go. Here we go. We have it here. So, He's playing in the Basketball Africa League for the Patriots Basketball Club. His first game was over this past weekend. He played 18 minutes, uh, had three points, three rebounds, two assists. I mean, nothing to really write home about as far as a stat line. But to drop an album and make your pro basketball debut overseas for the Africa League. I mean, that's a hell of a week, man. Props to, to J. Cole living his life, doing his thing. And he is a 36-year-old rookie. How about that? That's good to see, man. I'm happy to see people living out their dreams, doing what they want to do. And J. Cole just seems like that type of cat. Um, when you check out the album, uh, send me some feedback, drop some comments. Let me know like what your favorite track is on the new project. My favorite song on J. Cole's new album is Pride is the Devil. Um, that's because his wordplay, his delivery, the way he operates in between the melody on the track is J. Cole at his absolute best, if you ask me. I'm not a huge hip hop head, but I appreciate lyricism. I appreciate an artist who tells a story in the music and J. Cole's wizardry. I don't, I don't have wordplay like that. You can see his command of the English language and his wizardry on the mic is at full display on that track. Pride is the devil. Go check it out if you like hip hop. If you like lyricism, you will be right at home.
Okay, so let's move on and go into another segment of the show. And before we do that, we have a message from the sponsor and we'll get right back to it. Okay, we are back. So over the weekend, I was uh, browsing apps on my phone and I saw um, Coinbase. And back in the day, maybe, no, like during the pandemic, like in October, I actually uh, signed up for the app and I got like some free Bitcoin to sign up for the app. I got like $5 worth of Bitcoin. And I looked at the app and I saw that that money had grown to $18 and I that's and I had put nothing in. So my $5 had grew by dang near 300% since October 2020. So Bitcoin is booming. Um, but what is going on with that market? And it, is it a stable enough commodity investment to invest in it long term? And I was thinking about that and I saw an article that talked about Elon Musk and the article goes on to say that Elon Musk tweets prompts Bitcoin sell off. And this article is according to the Wall Street Journal. The article goes on to say that recent moves in price of Bitcoin highlight Tesla chief's ability to shift sentiment. That is very powerful. And also very scary for anyone that's um, attempting to um, invest in Bitcoin or um, any commodity like that. Because if someone can has the power and the influence to shift the market so drastically, um, that is something that you need to take a look at before you invest. I'm not saying don't invest in cryptocurrency or anything like that. But what I would say and this is going to be this week's segment of things that I wish I knew at the age of 17. What I would say is only invest in cryptocurrency what you can afford to lose. You need to consider it just like how you would consider going to the casino and playing slots or playing blackjack. You can win some money from it, but... It is not something that you should be banking on and investing your entire portfolio in. You should use discretionary income, money that you can afford to lose because it is a high risk, high reward, just like gambling at the casino type of investment. If you have that lens in mind, when you're investing something like that, you can have some big windfalls. And I was doing some more research on how to buy cryptocurrency. And I'm going to do some more research on that and report it to you guys. But I saw something that has something to do with um, the way that you invest by uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies is a method called dollar cost averaging. And it's pretty much watching the curve in the market and buying the cryptocurrency on a consistent basis and also keeping in mind the potential upward trajectory of the commodity as well as the cost of it currently. So for instance, if Ethereum, which is like the second most popular cryptocurrency and one of the most valuable ones besides Bitcoin, let's say five years ago, 
uh, roughly it was worth, I don't know, um, maybe a dollar or two per coin or something like that. And now it's like 3000 or 3,500, something like that. During that entire track of it getting there, there were ebbs and flows where it went really high and then down high and down. It was on that. You would want to buy it when it's on one of those downward trajectories, not when it's increasing. So from what I heard and what I saw, that's basically what they were saying. Buy low when everybody's selling and ride it through. Okay. And, um, the problem with the cryptocurrency is there's so much of that rapid up and down because people are buying and selling because it has these huge uh, growth uh, days or hours or weeks, and then it'll crash and vice versa. So uh, I would just say, do your research when it comes to doing any type of investing in the cryptocurrency sphere. It is very exciting. It's very new and I'm starting to dabble in it. But like I said, only with money that I can afford to lose. It's kind of like going to the casino and playing slots. Honestly, you can get lucky, but you also can lose a lot of money. And I would not recommend anyone consider that their retirement plan. Okay. So with that being said, I also wanted to um, go a little further into this article and read more of what it says. So um, it went on to say that Bitcoin continued to be under some pressure after a tweet from Tesla, Tesla's chief Elon Musk prompted speculation that the electric car maker had sold or would sell its holdings of the cryptocurrency. So while Mr. Musk's later tweeted that Tesla hasn't sold any Bitcoin. The sell-off demonstrated his power to shift cryptocurrency markets. Last week, he said Tesla had suspended accepting Bitcoin as payment for its vehicles, citing concerns over its carbon footprint. And since then, the market value of Bitcoin had fallen to about $835 billion from more than $1 trillion. Wow. So, he affected a $170 billion shift by just putting out a press release. You got to think about that. Think about it. So if somebody has that much power over a currency that you're putting money into, you literally can be influenced by a tweet from somebody who has influence. That is dangerous. That is very dangerous. And that's something that we need to think about and keep in mind moving forward. Okay, um, now I just wanted to have a little fun. Oh, but before I do that, we got another message from the sponsor and then we will close the show out. Okay, so you guys know what time it is? Do you know what's about to happen? Do you know what time of year it is? The NBA playoffs is starting today 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 baby yes yes it's been far too long we got nba playoffs it's a beautiful time to be alive yes people yes yes i'm excited too aren't you so happy yeah mm -hmm. yeah 
I'm excited. Can you tell? So we got the NBA playoffs starting tonight. We have the Wizards and the Celtics matching up against the Celt and the uh, the Pacers and the Hornets as well. So we got the Pacers and the Hornets at 6.30, and we have the Celtics and the Wizards at 9 p.m. I am excited. I can't wait. I am a big, huge NBA fan. I've loved the NBA for years. Um, a lot of people talk about how great the college game is, but I disagree. I can see a lot of the flaws in the college game. The big time elite schools are awesome. When you talk about Michigan, we talk about Kansas, Michigan State, Duke, UCLA, North Carolina used to be, but they kind of fallen off. But you know what I mean? The big time schools, the basketball is lovely. Also with some of the mid majors, you know, shout out to Wichita State, shout out to VCU back in the day when they were coached by Shaka Smart. There are some very well coached um, college basketball programs. Uh, Creighton. However, in the NBA, the players that played in college for the most part that were the first or second best player on their team are rotation players in the NBA. It's the best of the best duking it out and playing against each other. That's why I love it. And with this new format that's happening with this play-in tournament, these teams have been playing hard and not mailing it in for the most part. Shout out to the Detroit Pistons. You guys know what y'all was doing. Oklahoma City Thunder. Y'all know what y'all was doing. And we were supposed to get rid of this tanking. The Detroit Pistons have been in the lottery longer than some of y'all been alive. And it's a shame. Y'all know, know what, it, what it means to say, Detroit Basketball. A lot of kids are walking around and like, what does that mean? That means men going to work. And lately, the Detroit basketball Pistons have not been going to work. They have been showing up, collecting a check, and professionally losing on purpose. And it's sad to see. And I feel bad for the city of Detroit because I love the city of Detroit. And when the Pistons are winning, it's a lovely thing. Shout out to Jalen Rose. Uh, but let me get back to my point. The NBA playoffs is a beautiful time. We got some great matchups. On Wednesday, tomorrow, we got the matchup of all matchups. We got the Warriors and the Lakers. We got LeBron finally healthy. Anthony Davis, Talon Horton Tucker, Caruso, Kuzma, the other night had the Kobe tribute with the off the glass slam. I am all for it. We got teams ducking the Lakers left and right. I am ready for it. Steph Curry is dangerous. The Lakers have to be careful with him. But overall, this is the best time of year if you are a fan of basketball, which I am. So um, my prediction the Lakers beat the Warriors. The Warriors beat whoever comes out of the 9-10 game. And then we got Phoenix Suns versus the Lakers in the, in the first round. And we have the Jazz versus the Warriors. And both of those teams are going to be in trouble. The Warriors can knock off the Jazz because Donovan Mitchell isn't back. 
The Suns cannot match up with the Lakers because the Lakers got too much size. We got trees down there. They got Gasol and Harrell and Drummond and AD and LeBron James. And people forget Kuzma 6'8". So that's going to be a tough series for the Suns. So kind of feel bad for them because they got the second seed and now they got to face the Lakers in the first round. So... What a time to be alive. It's an exciting time. We got NBA playoffs. We also got this article that I wanted to go into to close out the show. Andre Drummond. I don't know if you guys know that, but his actual nickname is the Big Penguin. Why is a grown man's nickname the Big Penguin? So I looked into this and the Big Penguin actually, oh, my light went out, but it kind of looks kind of mood lighting. All right. So um, his, his nickname is the Big Penguin because, let's see, let me get into this. Of back in the day, he did some social media posts. Let me tim this down a little bit. All right, we're better there. There we go. He did some social media posts back in the day where he talked about... Oh, my light is off. He talked about how his favorite uh, animal was a penguin. So... It resurfaced, and if you look up on social media, I'll tag the article. He has some uh, social media posts where he's standing with like some inflatable penguins with the Detroit versus everybody shirt. Shout out to Detroit again. He also has some vines back in the day where he was dressed up as a penguin walking around <laughs> wearing a penguin suit in a vine and that's just, that's the strangest nickname in the history of nicknames for menacing sinners in the league. And I'm all for it. And um, PSA to Andre Drummond, you're 6'11", 290 pounds. Can I get the knees on the rim, big fella? In the immortal words of Shaquille O'Neal, I need to see your knees on the rim when you get the pass inside. Because... I don't know if it's you, but I feel like he misses so many close shot attempts just because he's not going up strong. He's a great rebounder. He seems like he's a really good guy, but I need him to be mean. I need him to be mean this year. So I need you to be a mean penguin for us, Drummond. Okay? You can't be all cuddly and, you know, and waddling around. No. I need to be a, I need you to be a mean penguin. I need you to watch, uh, that that Batman movie uh with with the the evil penguin villain I need you to I need you to get a snarl okay because we got LeBron James going for his fifth unapologetically I'm a LeBron fan anywhere that he goes to play I'm rooting for him and if you don't like LeBron it's fine we could still be cool we could still be friends but uh, check me out on Twitter. Check me out on social media. I am going to be posting memes during this playoff season and snickering all the time as well. 
I don't know if you guys are like me. I love to watch playoff games live and to check out Twitter during that time, especially when the Clippers are playing because they are so easy to make fun of. They always are complaining, ducking and dodging like Neo in the Matrix. It's on like Donkey Kong tonight. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I wanted to keep it light and fun because the last post that I had was pretty serious. Um, Life is good. I have no complaints in the world. I hope that you guys are staying safe. Some of the restrictions are starting to be lifted out here. So go out and live your life. Go to a happy hour. Eat some appetizers. um, Hug your family members. Tell them that you love them. And uh, I'll speak to you guys next week and love somebody, hug somebody, you know, do something good without expecting anything in return. And I'll speak to you guys later. Peace.